This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to Cottage Talk Full-Time. This is our initial reaction to Fulham's 2-1 loss to Chelsea at Craven Cottage. Emilio Danello was there. He's with me right now to talk about this unfortunate loss. But Emilio, I'm curious how you're feeling after this. I want to give credit to the Fulham Football Club, the players, Scott Parker, his coaching staff, everyone involved. They gave maximum effort. They just could not get the equalizer. That's my opening reaction. What's your initial reaction? Yeah, my initial hello, everyone listening. So yeah, just it's just nice to have our Fulham back. To be honest, it's uh, exactly. You know, if only we played like this a bit more often during the season, we wouldn't be in the precarious situation we're in. We just we had more fight, more belief, more confidence. We hurt them. We hurt a top, arguably a top four, top five team. Um, another day, maybe we may have come away with a point. But at the end of the day, it's just proud to see our Fulham back. And if we continue to play like that to the end of the season, we'll pick up a few more wins. I'm not saying we're necessarily going to stay in the division, but Let's fight with a bit more pride, and you know, you know, credit to Scott Parker. He played players in their natural positions, and maybe that made the difference yep. today. But Chelsea, you know, struggled to win the two-one. Their keeper kept them in the game at times, and I thought, you know, well done, Fulham. You know, thanks for giving us a put a smile on the face in the defeat. Absolutely, Emilio, and uh, I actually have said this several times leading up to the match. I just wanted to see the club give it everything that they could, and that's what Scott Parker said in his press conference, I'm paraphrasing, that he wanted his players to give it everything that the fans knew. And the fact that you and I are talking like this, it's obvious that they gave that kind of effort. And that's something that I just wanted to see as a starting point. This, to me, is a decent starting point for Scott Parker as caretaker manager. Absolutely. You know, again, this, there were times it reminded me of the game against Tottenham back in January where we, yeah. we, we dominated in, in large phases of that game. We should have come away with at least a point. And, you know, I thought we would have kicked on from that Tottenham game. So hopefully now we will learn from that mistake. We will push on, start competing um, in some of these games coming up. And we may be able to impact how the title race in the Premier League goes. You've still got Liverpool Man City. You never know. Picking up some unexpected draws or wins in those games could change the... Uh, the destiny of the Premier League this season. But all That's we can right. do is 
Be a spoiler. Focus on our game. Let's play to our, the players' strengths. Let's play to a system that you know, that's understood, well-defined for our for our team. And let's get our pride back because what we don't want is end the season with record low number of points and no way wins the season. My, my objective is get as many points and wins on the board and let's make, break that away duck and start winning away from home because I don't want any more nasty records for the rest of our lives. But this was a good start for Scott Parker, but he's not done anything dramatic. Let's be very clear. Let's, sure. you know, he's just used pretty much the same starting 11 as we played against Southampton, put players to their, play to their strengths and the players raised their game today. They had more fights, more determination, more belief, and hopefully they'll, they'll continue to play out this for the remaining nine games. That's all we can ask for. Absolutely. And, and listen, we're talking about giving it everything that you can. And uh, if I'm talking about Fulham season so far, normally the club would go down a goal. Emilio, heads drop, mm. and they can't recover from that. Well, today was a little bit of a change. I know, obviously, Chelsea gets the second goal a few minutes after Fulham got the equalizer. But the fact mm. that they had the fight back after the Iguain goal, and you and I were talking off here, this was an exceptional goal by him. And only seven minutes later, you have the goal by uh, Callum Chambers, which, again, made it 1-1. And that, to me, is a positive and a good sign moving forward that even if they give up a goal, they can still push forward. And we saw that even though they were down 2-1, to one, didn't seem like their heads were down. They were fighting to get the equalizer. Exactly, and I think you know that's a fair point because I think you know typically against Man United we do, we started off very very positively. As soon as we let the first goal in, head stopped, and we were you know exactly. we were the best rest of the game. But against Chelsea today, you know we 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 never stopped. We kept fighting and battling, and you know we still made mistakes during the game. And I think if we look at their two goals, you know, firstly, you know Joe Joe Bryan was you know was getting you know, basically was very ineffective first half. I've seen some positive feedback on Twitter against O'Brien. I don't know what game people have been watching, but in the first half, he was, he was diabolical. You know, too many easy crosses from Aspilicueta. Uh, you know, Higuain does what he does best. You know, he's, you know, he played for my Italian team, Napoli, for a few seasons, and I know what he can do. And, you know, beautiful goal. You know, top striker. He still got it in him, and he nearly scored a second. similar goal. Thanks to Rico, kept it out. But you can't give the likes of Jorginho, Barkley, Hazard, that much space you know, in and around the penalty area. And that's where they scored their second goal. So, to be honest, exactly. defensive mistakes cost us a game in many ways. Because Chelsea had little to offer second half. A lot of huffing and puffing, a lot of running. But Rico didn't have much to do second. And that's a testament to, you know, our defending, our shape, our organisation and our belief. But, you know, just on another day, we might have got something out of the game. But let's be very clear, though. There were still a few mistakes that we still need to eradicate. And Scott, will, Scott Parker will do his best to, uh, to address that in training. Absolutely, but that's also a, a good thing is that you can look at the mistakes and hopefully he can fix what happened, like you mentioned, uh, with these issues that they're having defensively. But on the positive, let's now switch to the second half. You and I were talking about this off air because I, I think this is a turning point. You brought this up to me, that the beginning of the second half did not start well for Fulham, and then they made the change. I'm talking about Scott Parker made the change. He brought on Geese in the 62nd minute for McDonald. You mentioned to me that this just really got Fulham going in the right direction, and the opportunity started happening very quickly after he was put on, Emilio. Your thoughts? Exactly. Exactly. I thought first half, you know, yes, you know, Tom, you know, had a lot of running first half. He looked very, as far as I'm concerned, man of the match. We can talk about that after. But, yep. you know, second half, Chelsea looked like they were, do they were dominating. They had a lot of possession, passing the ball neatly. 
Jorginho was doing what he does best, bringing the ball left to right. He had so much time. Nobody was marking him down. And I was, you know, I'd, I'd argue that Kevin McDonald should have come off at half time for Anguissa just to get a bit more, bit more pace in that in that in that defensive uh, shape of ours. And you know, it took 17 minutes for Scott Parker to make that change. And I just think as soon as Anguissa came on, we had a bit we had a bit more urgency. Yep. You know, so we, we up the we up the tempo. We had a bit more. We had stepped up a couple of gears. And we seen that then Chelsea went off the ball after that. I'm not saying Anguissa was top top draw or anything but man the match, but the fact is he was he was passing the ball quickly and to feet and very effectively. Tom Penn was making some surgeon runs. You know, the ball was being played wide, we getting some good crosses into the box. It just we just had a spring in our step and that, I think that substitution should have come at half time. And we were talking about that with with my colleagues at half time there, you know, when when whether any changes should have been made. But but he made the change and I think that made a difference for certainly for twenty minutes where we were dominating our opponents. Absolutely, Emilio. Listen, I'm just going to mention this quickly. In the 66th minute, you have the shots by Kearney and the follow-up by Sessignon. And then mm. uh, in the 72nd minute, you had the opportunity from Joe Bryan. And then you have the Mitro header later on in the mm. match in the 88th minute. That was, you know, again, a good save by Kepa. That was a very good opportunity. Very good. Mm. And so, so Fulmer really, again, with this change, seemed to really – Give it to uh, Chelsea. I mean, Chelsea always look dangerous, Emilio, when they mm. have the ball. But again, like you just said, huff and puff. Yeah, yeah. And I think the fact that we, that Sari was forced to, whether tactically or not, you know, Hazard was, didn't have his most effective game, and that's testament to, to, to Fulham. So he got taken off. Jorginho got taken off. So you could argue they're all, they're all top players at that club. But, you know, he was forced to make two changes. And the key thing is, you should have seen Sari's reaction as soon as, Fulham were dominating. Anguissa came on. Tom was making those surging runs. Jorginho had already picked up a yellow card. You should have seen it. Sarri had no hesitation. He went back to his bench, said, let's make a change. And he took Jorginho off immediately because he was getting, he was basically, we were forcing him to make some mistakes. Tom was pushing yes. up slightly and marking him and not giving as much space as he was for the first 55, 60 minutes of the game. And that changed things. Jorginho went off the boil. Sarri took him off. And that was, that was, that was reflection on how good Fulham were defending and you know playing playing this afternoon, and then Hazard soon after was substituted as well. So testament to Fulham, but equally I also believe when Tom went off, uh, we lost we lost momentum. You know, we, and you know, that we happened in the 80th it. minute. You actually just got to me because mm-hmm. I was just about to ask you that because mm-hmm. for the last 10 plus minutes, Vieto mm-hmm. comes on. In in your eyes, that's was a step in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, if anything. We lost momentum. We lost we, we, more misplaced passes. Anguissa lost those nice... I thought Anguissa and Tom Kearney were passing the ball eloquently at times. You know, really nice, simple passes. Some nice through balls by Anguissa. Tom making a surging run. As soon as he went off, Tom, and I know he was knackered and it was the yep. right thing to do, we should have changed our approach. Pump the ball long. Play your big man, Mitrovic, at the front. You know, there was a hurling wind out there. There was a storm blowing out there on the pitch, you know, weather-wise. And it was a perfect opportunity just to to rough it up and change things around a bit. But we've tried to play it from defence, simple passes, and we made a few rash tackles. We were tired. Legs were a bit heavy on the heavy pitch. And, you know, we that last 15 minutes, we huffed and puffed at times. And, you know, another right. day we might have got, got an equaliser, might have got a penalty, but we just didn't quite have enough in the tank. But those are the key moments as well. Anguissa coming on, I thought, gave us a massive spring in our step, but also Tom going off. We lost that drive and determination and, and maybe just, just ran out of steam towards the end, but 
Chelsea keeper kept them in the game at times, but so did Rico yeah. in the first half. He made two top draw saves. So Rico absolutely after a few bad performances in recent absolutely. weeks. To be fair, both goalkeepers stepped up. And uh, let's mm. talk about this a little bit at the very end. Let's talk about the header because I, I know we're talking about Kearney coming up, but there was a really good opportunity for me mm. in the 88th minute. Do you get a good view of this? Yeah, absolutely. It was right in front of me. And I think it was, it was, Ayuk had done well just to sort of flick the ball up in the air into the into the danger area. And, I was going to say he did. Yeah, so well done, Ayuk. And Mitrovic, maybe on another day, could have just headed it to the other side of the keeper, but the keeper anticipated the ball. It was, more, it was, it was fairly comfortable in the end, but it, well, that was the moment. It was that moment there. And another day, that we might have had a bit more luck, but, uh, but their keeper did, did well. He kept them in the game, made some fine saves. But also at times, not, you know, his kicking wasn't particularly good. You know, he, he flaffed earlier on in the first half and Babel was slow to react. So there's a, you know, if we only we, we put him under more pressure, you know, he's just come back after the debacle and the, the Caribou Cup final last week. So I, just, I would have liked to just pressurise him a little bit more because his kicking was a little bit off today. He okay. made us some smart saves, but we had 15-minute spell when Tom had gone off it. We could have just played it long and let's play a little bit ugly at times. And you, sure. you never know. That, you know, you never know. You get a, a deflection, you get a penalty, you get anything. But you know, we tried to play it from defence, and unfortunately, we just just ran out. Just, we ran out of time, basically. Okay. Well, listen, we have to end with two things. We want to talk about man of the match at the very end. But before we do that, let's talk about what happened at the very end because uh, the offside by Sessegnon and. And unfortunately, the goal does not count, Emilio. I've seen the replay of this, and uh, unfortunately, they got this right. Did you get a good view of this? Yeah, again, right in front of me. My initial reaction, it was offside. You know, I thought it was quite, quite, quite obvious offside. I, I, you know, we'd, if that was, if, we, if that was against us, we would have been disappointed. If it was. Oh, absolutely. Right. It was the right decision. If we're me, being it fair, definitely. Clear offside. It looked a clear offside, but. Something else as well. You'll probably talk about this on the on the on the main show tomorrow. Yep. But I thought the refereeing was inconsistent today. I was I just about to ask when, you that. I'm glad that you're talking about that. Go ahead, talk about the, yeah, the refereeing inconsistent. here. You know, a lot of times we know we get we get foul, you know, yellow card did for for hacking their players down, and yet they do similar fouls in the second half, and they get away with blue murder. I just thought the refereeing <laughs> wasn't consistent. Um, off, offside, marginal offside decisions went against us at times. I just, you know, I'd like to see some of these on replay because, as far as I'm concerned, referee didn't make the right calls. The linesmen were were quite poor throughout the game, and you know, maybe the referee needs to be more consistent, especially when it comes to uh, issuing yellow cards. You can see some of the players getting quite frustrated, and you know, it's just it's, a, it's just one of those things. But that's something I just want to make a call out. Is I thought from my initial reaction, the refereeing wasn't as good and consistent as it could have been. Okay, well, we'll definitely talk about that on the post-match show, my friend. All right, let's end with talking about man of the match. You and I talked about it off-air. We are in agreement, so I'll give you the honors to talk about who's your man of the match. <laughs> well, we got Captain Tom back today, didn't we? So uh, we I did. thought he was, he, he was immense. He was colossus today. He was, you know, outstanding, proud to be out there. You know, he was giving his all, made some great runs, great touches. You know, we've got, hopefully we've got, we've got Tom Kenny back. So for me, Tom wins it but you know call out sort of Callum Chambers got the goal had a very strong game very effective game I thought Dennis was. and Dennis Adoy I know people may critically may disagree with me and feel free to do so but he made one one error in the first half which he got away with but the amount of blocks he made in that second half from Willian in particular you know let's and, and there's a couple of times he, he dispossessed Eden Hazard who would have thought that Dennis Adoy dispossessing Eden Hazard 
and Eden Hazard having to go and chase him down the flanks because he lost possession. That just goes to testament that Dennis Odoi fought for that shirt, you know, all season. He's, he's, he's worn it with pride, and I love Dennis Odoi. So I'm going to call him out as well today because he had an outstanding game defensively, albeit a couple misplaced passes. But, you know, we expect that from Dennis. But, you know, okay. Tom Kenny for me, but Chambers and Dennis both had great games. Okay, excellent there, Emilio. And listen, we're going to be going into more detail on this on the post-match show. And I look forward to doing that. But, Emilio, thank you for joining me. I know it's uh, a disappointment losing to Chelsea, but let me just ask you this. I, I want to end this way. If they give this type of effort for the last nine matches, would that suffice to you, even if we don't get the points that maybe we deserve, but you see the effort? Yeah, absolutely. I think the fans deserve a bit more respect. Thing. You know, the players haven't delivered. The managers, you could argue, haven't stepped up to their responsibilities either this season. So all Fulham fans are asking for is give us something back in return. Make us feel proud again. Play with that spirit and belief in the next few weeks. And, you know, we might be rewarded with a few victories, which is the least we deserve. But, you know, I think it's inevitable we're going down, but let's go down with a fight. And totally uh, we agree. saw that today. We saw Absolutely. That today. And that's all I want. Well, obviously, I want victories. I should preface that. But I want us to see... <laughs> Maximum effort for these last nine matches. Show the pride you showed against Chelsea. And what the trips fall as they may. That's the way I look at it. If we see that, I, I can live with that. And I can live with this loss because they gave it everything that they could. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Cottage Talk Full-Time. For Emilio Donnell, my name is Russ Goldman. Thank you as always for listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.